Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. Good to have you back with us uh, for another study this evening. Um, we're excited to study with you. We're going to be basically dealing uh, with trials, something that we all go through, trials, and kind of how they should strengthen us or um, how we can learn from those trials. And so we have lots of scripture and lots of stuff to talk about tonight. Absolutely. So we're looking forward to that. Um, if you have any questions, send us an email. It's in the link in the description of the podcast, um, Truth and Agape Love at gmail.com. So you can send us an email with any questions or comments. Uh, we welcome that. You can find us on Facebook. And we're on all the sites uh, where you get your podcast. So um, give us a share. Share us with your friends if you like what you hear. Um, so with that, I guess we can just jump right in. Yeah. And so as we deal with uh, trials and we deal with, especially when you're doing the work of the Lord and you are being persecuted for it. Yeah. Chad, we, we recently had to <laughs> deal with some of that. I ain't going to get into that. But yeah, I guess it's funny how people on social media, I could say, um, aren't afraid to say really pretty much anything. Yeah. And uh so yeah, that we shared the podcast and it was got a blistering response, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so I mean you can check us out on Facebook. It's uh that that's uh you know, we we share the podcast on there and you guys can share it. Um but be ready cuz some people have very strong opinions when it comes to religion. <laughs> well, and some people they just um despise the lord and despise his servants yeah and i guess for whatever for, reason i guess for the record too um you and i we don't make any money off this podcast <laughs> we we've we spent money on it in fact it costs us money yeah out of our own pockets and really the only reason we're doing this is to fulfill a commandment that we have from god to share the gospel yeah you know, and that's all we're doing. We're just trying to share the good word, you that's know? That's right. And that's what, I mean, that's what we want to do. It's not just because of a command, but it's, we are fulfilling a command while doing it. We we love to spread the word of God, and we love, we love others to come to the Lord as well. Yeah. And, and, yeah, it's interesting because that's all we're doing is just, you know, we're having a good time talking about God's word. Yep. Learning from it. I know I've learned things as we go along through the podcast you know oh, yeah anytime you study god's word it's a good thing and that's all we're doing we're just studying god's word and learning from it trying the best to make ourselves better and and uh, walk the the walk that's right you know <laughs> now uh let's turn to psalm 119 84 through 87 so right here in in psalm 119 perhaps as we are going through trials and tribulations here is kind of what we could be feeling. You know, we could be down and out. Mm -hmm. And so Psalm 119 kind of illustrates this this notion of feeling beaten a little bit. But and notice I, I, I want to say too, like 
people saying bad things or whatever online that's nothing compared to some trials that we have yeah exactly and really uh, it's it's absolutely nothing compared to some of the things we're gonna study tonight yeah <laughs> so yeah ex- <laughs> especially job <laughs> oh sure oh man yeah that's that's about as bad as it gets absolutely so. but uh so psalm 119 84 through 87 and then i want to i want to point out the very end point in verse 87 of Psalm 119. But let's let's go ahead and read through. Here he says, How many are the days of your servant? When will you execute judgment on those who persecute me? The proud have dug pits for me, which is not according to your law. All your commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help me. They almost made an end of me on earth. Now notice the key point in this last part. He says, But I did not forsake your precepts. So through this, the first thing we need to understand when we are dealing through dealing with trials and tribulations, don't ever turn away from the word of God. Mm-hmm. Always turn towards it to help you through it. And so, you know, as he was even saying in verse 87, they almost made an end of me on earth. They were persecuting him to the point of almost killing him. And yet he never forsook God's precepts. Never turned away from God, but only turned towards it for help. Now that's that's exactly how we need to be. You know, as we go through our trials and tribulations, we may want to turn away and try to figure it out our own way, especially when it comes to uh, exacting punishment on others as, as we may want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, to do that, you're turning away from God when you want to take it into your own hands. Don't do that. Yeah, and that's essentially what he's saying here. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't turn away from God. Rather, turn to God. Leave room for for the Lord, because the vengeance is for the Lord, not for you. When he says, "Keep your testimony of your mouth. Keep keep the testimony, so that I may keep the testimony of your mouth." So, yeah. that, so that you're not contradicting, you know, God's word or right. God's plan or or the way that we ought to act. Yeah, and always, always keep the word of God in your crosshairs as you go through this mm-hmm. life, and you know, which of course seems impossible almost as, as you're going through it. You know, and and of course it depends on your trial, but something I think we all. Uh, have gone through, or at least most of us have gone through, is road rage, right? Oh, sure. I yeah. mean, when you, Chad, before you were a Christian and, and you had road rage or something, I mean, your first reaction is to what? Probably pull around them, cut them off? And, well, I, I don't think it's before, it's necessarily before you're Christian. I mean... Well, yeah. You know... At any time. Any time. And I think one of the things that's... Um, bad about the road rage is it's uh, it's really hard to control it because it comes so instantly yeah someone does something stupid and you just immediately go from like oh look at the butterflies to you know steam, what's wrong with yeah, you yeah steam coming out your ears <laughs> yeah. and your eyes are turning red you know yeah. and, and that quick and it's it happens so fast it's really hard to control it yeah it's like an instant bad mood and you're I don't know, it just triggers something sometimes, yeah. you know? Especially when it almost causes you to have an accident. Sure, sure. I mean, I've actually, um, when I lived in 
Pahrump, which is like an hour outside of Vegas. Yeah. I was going like 55, and this person just mm-hmm. came out in front of me. I had to slam on my brakes, and I mean, mm-hmm. smoke coming out of, off the tires and everything, and and out your ears. Yeah, and <laughs> but it was it was really uh, it was I had to swerve around him. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if I wasn't quick on my feet as I was doing this, I would have hit him, and I I probably would have made the car roll. I mean, because he was pulling out in front of me trying to to turn towards me um to head the other way and if i wasn't paying attention i would have hit him and he would have been rolling yeah probably would have killed him well and i think it's human nature it's yeah. just it's it's our natural instinct to want to retaliate yeah you know and you see it in the kids you know Yep. The kids, one kid does something to the other one, he's going to do something worse. Before long, they're going to fisticuffs, you know? Yeah, exactly. And and uh, it just, it's kind of something that just kind of snowballs. Yep. And all of a sudden, it's out of control. And then you feel bad. After everything's over, yeah. you're like, man, I was such a jerk, you know? Yep. And and we feel bad and we're, you know, uh, may have to apologize or may we get us. You know, a ticket or get wrote up by the police officer or something. Yeah. You know, and we feel bad. And it's like, why did I act that way? Yeah. It's, it's an uncontrollable urge, but it's, yeah, that's a bad one. Road yeah. rage is, is a, a real tough one. Well, and you hit the head of the nail on it. When you you were talking about, you know, especially with, with your children, mm-hmm. they... They do more than it's not a just then, punishment. Oh yeah, it's, it's not the same. It's no, worse it's, than. Yeah, it gets worse as it goes back and forth, and, and that's before long. It's out of control. That's right, <laughs> and that's why we need to let, as the Lord says, "Vengeance is mine," saith the Lord. Yeah, you know, vengeance is His. Let Him deal with the vengeance because it is a just vengeance. Mm-hmm. We don't do a just vengeance. Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't do a just punishment for someone. It's always more than. Yeah. Because we do it in our well, anger. Well, sure, we get, get more, get yeah. back at them. I'm well, gonna... and just like when it comes to your kids, you know, that's why it, it's so crucial to discipline promptly, you know, yeah. rather than waiting until you're very upset at the child because then you overpunish. And like you were saying, then it gets to the point where you feel bad, you know, and it, it's not a, a just punishment. Only God can can do the the just punishment. Mm-hmm. That's why we leave it to Him. Well, and I think too. You know, we talked, and I love how you've brought up. And in fact, <laughs> David, since you've been here, we t- you've brought this up a lot. It's actually helped me with my road rage. Make an excuse for him. Yeah. Well, maybe they're they're they you know they got to use the bathroom or <laughs> you know or they left the stove on or something, and we make a joke out of it. Why they cut us off or why they're yeah driving so silly and it, and we start to laugh and it's like and then you realize how <laughs> silly it is to even be mad about that yeah you know and and so you know i don't know what the, your next verse is james one two and three yeah because but, it talks about joys of trials yeah well you, make a joke out of it you know you're having a bad day you've forgot tonight i forgot my ipad yeah do i get mad about it no it just <laughs> is what it is you know exactly and and so um we we need to make light of those things because they really don't matter that's right they really don't it doesn't it's it's not the end of the world we'll get around it we'll work around it yep you know but we tend to get mad and just start throwing a fit 
when things don't go our way and you yeah. know that's the devil creeping in yeah you know and i am talking to myself here okay because you know <laughs> oh, that's yeah. something that we all have to work on and myself especially you yeah. know not getting too mad about stuff and you know like you mentioned me and my wife actually started doing that where oh, i love it i think it's, it's a great... our it's our um we just tell each other well maybe they had to pee yeah and and it's it doesn't even it, it actually started with someone cutting us off and my wife just said well maybe they have to pee yeah and and you know we're like okay but now regardless of what happens like you know say we're in a store and somebody's being rude to us we just say well maybe they have to pee yeah and it clearly you know like the uh, the attendant helping you or something like that they're they're very rude it's like well maybe they have to pee it's just giving them an excuse like just don't get mad at it. Just like you said, just yeah. make a joke well, out of it. when things don't go our way and, and something happens, we break something or whatever, you know, I think this is a great verse, you know, James 1, 2. Yeah. Where he says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. What's yeah. various trials? It's everything, man. That's right. It's life. Yeah. And if you start joking with someone about it and make a joke and you start laughing, it, it, it almost makes it better and it kind of goes away, you know? That's right. And uh, I think it's a great example for us to resist doing something stupid, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and verse verse three there, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Do we need patience? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes mistakes or things happen to us. It sets us back. Time. Time is money. Time's valuable. Yeah. To us. Well, and yeah. you know. When it comes with uh, patience, yeah. especially patience. Patience you know, I, is I a had, tough one. I have a very dear friend who, uh, he said, I, I prayed to God for patience, and he blessed me with six kids. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. you know, you have to think about it. When you ask God for patience, is he going to just give you patience, or does he put you in positions to learn patience? Yeah. And that's that's what it is, is that's how the Lord works. He puts you in positions to learn patience. Yeah. And we learn patience through our various trials, you know, and the more we go through them, the more we can handle them better, better, mm-hmm. you know, just like with, uh, you know, with your kids when they're, they're not used to hearing the word no. So mm-hmm. like, you know, your two year old wants a sucker, tell them no. And they start kind of throwing a fit. Well, by the time they're five or six, they don't throw a fit anymore because they've heard the word no and they know how mm-hmm. to handle it. Yeah. It's the same with life, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a very small scale. But through our trials, the more trials we go through, the 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 more we learn how to handle it yeah. and just kind of roll with the punches. The more we get cut off, the more – and understand it's if you're trying to work on it, if you're trying to get better, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> if you're trying to let the Lord handle it and, and you know – if you're trying to do the work of the Lord, you will get better at it. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and I, it, it, yeah, it's um, it's tough. I, I think to um, understanding, like we have, you've got First um, Corinthians ten thirteen. God always gives a way for us to get out of these trials. That's right, a way of escape. Yeah, turn over, turn over to First Corinthians, or actually, let's actually read James one, two and three. I think you read verse three. I read both of them. Did you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then let's go over to 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Yeah. 
because because that's important too yeah um but also notice what it what it says in first corinthians 10 13 where this first part a lot of times people overlook and just go into the second part it says no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man so notice he's saying that it is common to man to fall into these temptations and that's kind of you what we're are talking going about, to, human nature. Yeah, and you you will fall into these temptations. You will fight. You will sure. fail. We're gonna do it. We're that's right. You know, like you mentioned. Well, you probably had some road rage before you're a Christian. I've had road rage as a Christian. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, my point was hopefully you get better at well, it as sure, you go on. You try to work at it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think we all have been tempted that way. Yeah, you know that's a great example because. I don't think anyone's not guilty of it. Yeah. Okay. Unless you don't drive. Well, yeah. If you don't drive, then maybe. <laughs> but you know what? I've actually seen my uh, back seat. You my have my back daughter seat, in the yeah. back seat mm. has actually said something. I'm like, honey, yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, she's she's. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let it go, honey. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a common thing, and it's what he's saying right here. Yeah. Uh, common to man. Yeah. It's human nature. Yeah. Right? I mean, yep. that's what he's saying. But, it, and now... That doesn't excuse it. No. And and we we will fall to it, but when we turn to the Lord, mm-hmm. and, and notice, when we turn to the Lord, and let's continue, so when we turn to the Lord, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So... As you are going through the temptation, mm-hmm. if you turn to God and allow Him to see you through it, He will see you through it. Yeah. But you have to look for that way of escape. Mm-hmm. You know, I. What's funny is I was uh, when I was a mail carrier, I went in and it was a um, it was a cancer treatment center, and so a lot of times when you go into the cancer cancer treatment center, there's somebody. A lot of times they're more religious in there. Okay. And so. At, at least at this one he was, you know, and he he said, um, "Well, God will make a way, but you have to you have to look for it, you know." Yeah. So when God shuts the door, you have to look for the window. I think that's how he put it. Okay. And I was like, "That's a great analogy." Sure. But he's like, "But you have to look for that window." Yeah, it's not just going to come to you. Yeah, it, it's not like you know. That's why you need to turn to the Lord, and that's why going back to Psalm one nineteen. 84 through 87 at the end he says but i did not forget your forsake your precepts Mm -hmm. you know i did not forget your law Mm -hmm. meaning i turned to it for help and comfort rather than turning away from it and that's what that's what god is talking about here in first corinthians 10 13 turning to him for help Mm -hmm. not away from him and he's given us plenty of ways to do that i mean we have his word first yep that we can look to we, but we there's some we have to, there's an action we have to take, we have to read it. Yeah, you know, well, it's not then, just gonna slap you in the face and you know. Yeah, you, you know, there's work that you have to do. You have to study it. That's right, and and we have this blessed avenue of prayer with him. That is beautiful. Oh yeah, prayer. I and, was gonna bring that and up too. So many people take it for granted rather than just take advantage of it. Yeah, and there. There's a huge difference there. You mm-hmm. know, taking it for granted means, well, I know I, I can go to him in prayer, so I'm just, I'll do it later. But rather, take advantage of it. We we have such a blessing 
through Christ with the Father. Well, you know, and go ahead. Oh, well, we have the completed word, too. That's right. A lot of these Christians that we read about didn't have that. No. And we can we can look at it from 30,000 feet. Yep. And in a way, we can play Monday morning quarterback and say, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do this? You yeah. know? Yeah, a good, but but it, we're looking at it from, we got all the examples. Yeah. You know, when you look at the, the Israelites going through the desert. Yeah. You know, just, going through the wilderness. You want to just reach through the book and strangle them. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is, so it was written over a 40-year period. Yeah. And so as we're reading it, there's, <clears throat> it could be years passing or a year passing. Mm-hmm. And we read about it in a, in a couple verses, yeah, right? Yeah, and we're learning about it. Every, all their mistakes, all at once, That's right. all together. And and when you, but when you try to put yourself in their shoes, mm-hmm. how quickly can we turn away from the Lord if we don't continue in meditating in His Word? Yeah, I I've, know. I've heard of people that have visited over there in the desert in Jerusalem or Egypt. Yeah, and they're like, I would have been complaining too. You know, <laughs> yeah. because it, it was not a great environment to no. be in. And, yeah, it's it's understandable why they complained. That's you right. Know? And, you know, when you when you go without food, mm-hmm. you're not your normal self. Hangry. Hangry is what it. we call yeah, it. We, hangry. Ha- we have a whole other word to describe <laughs> it. You know, hangry. Uh, it's Your patience is gone, and you're just, you're angry. Yeah. And, you know, my family. If I don't eat, my kids better keep their distance at times. Yeah. You know, if I don't keep myself in check, mm-hmm. I can I can just mull over them and not even realize it. And then I'm like, "Yeah, that was probably bad." You know, yeah. and it's because I skipped one meal. Yeah, we're here. I'm sure they went days without food oh, and, sure. and water and going through the wilderness and having no idea. Seeing, you don't see the end of the road, you know? Mm-hmm. All you see ahead of you is, is road. They were in the wilderness for 40 years. Mm-hmm. That's a long time to travel. Oh, sure. That's as Not long having as... a home, you know? and mm-hmm. That's yeah. as long as I've been alive. Yeah. Plus I haven't years. even been alive yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And absolutely. So a whole generation, basically. Yeah. And so, you know, they they went through a lot. And you can... And again, when you put yourself in their shoes, yeah, you can see why they, you know, you can see why they complain. But also looking at it, because it's easy for us, you're like, yeah, God promised you this, and we know they got there, but they had a lot of faith that they had to put in to Moses and 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 God, you know? Well, and... They too, whenever things were not going good, they do. They did kind of the same thing that we do today. When something bad happens to us, what do we? What's the first instinct we have to say? God, why are you doing this to me today? Yeah, you know, like God's down here punishing you. Yeah, He doesn't work that way. Yep, um, it's a trial that you got to work through, and it was given to you for a reason. Yeah, whatever trial it is, and whatever how bad ever it was. It was given to you to see how you react. Yeah. But let's not charge God foolishly. Yeah. What's funny is, is I was just looking at a uh, lesson today, and the title was Charging God Foolishly. You yeah. know, and and that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We, God, why are you, yeah. why, God, why? Yeah. It's like, you know what? <laughs> there's, 
there's a purpose behind it. God is not going to let you just go through this trial and tribulation just to watch you squirm. Yeah. There's this purpose behind it. So let's turn over to Hebrews 12. This explains it a little bit better than I ever could. Imagine that. The Bible can explain it better than me, right? <laughs> yep. God can do a better job, so... Hebrews 12? Yes. We're going to read 3 through 11 of Hebrews 12. So, Chad, do you want to start reading that? Oh, sure. And I might I might cut you off in the middle That's okay. somewhere. Okay. Okay. Hebrews 12, 3 through, through 11. 11. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> For consider him who endured such honestly... Or hostility. Ho- hostility from sinners against himself... Let you become wary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he has chastens, or he chastens, and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as the sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. All right, stop right there for a minute. So here, God is, when you are being chastened and going through this, these trials, God is dealing with you as with sons. How comforting is that thought? When you look at Christ, he went through so much, you know, through his life. Like, we were just talking about hangry, right? One of, right after Christ was baptized by John the Baptist, mm-hmm. he was in the wilderness for 40 days. Yeah. And he hungered for 40 days. We skip a meal and we're hangry. Sure. 40 days he went without food. And yet, after that, he, he had to... He was tempted three different times by by Satan. Now I'm sure he was he was being chastened by, or being uh, tempted by Satan throughout the whole thing. But the last three that that we hear about, you know, and but it was at the the point of his weakest point in the flesh. Mm-hmm. You know that you are you're hangry. You have no patience. All you want to do is eat, right? And so. He dealt with so much, and and God allowed him to go through it because he needed to be perfected. He needed to be tempted so he can be sympathetic towards our weaknesses as well. As it talks about in uh, Hebrews 4, uh, verse 15, but God is dealing with us. The Father is dealing with us as he would his own son. Oh, sure. That's so comforting when you think about it. And the thing is, does a father take pleasure in having to rebuke his children? No. No. There is no pleasure in it at all. But is it necessary? Yes. Yeah. It's necessary to teach the lesson so that they learn from it um, to not do that anymore. That's it's, right. You know, it's kind of like um, touching a hot stove. Yeah. That's um, right. You know, you touch it. You can tell a kid, don't touch that. Don't touch that. That's going to hurt. Do they believe you? No. Eventually, they're going to touch it. <laughs> That's funny. I and they're actually gonna, did. They're going to be like, ow! <laughs> it's like, yeah, I told you. I put my whole hand on it. <laughs> sure. I told you. 
<laughs> yeah. But guess what? They won't believe you until they try it. Yeah. And they feel that pain and they're like, oh, that's what you were talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. But they won't believe you until. And, and I think we can relate a lot of things that way. You see a new puppy. Um, a lot of times my folks have a new puppy. And it's so funny to watch him learn. He's like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Okay. Like, he has no clue what he's supposed to do. And he's learning yeah. all these things. And he's he's running into things. And he's, you know, it takes him a while to, to get the ropes. And that's how we are as humans. How do we learn how to conduct ourselves? Yeah. Without somebody telling us. From from a baby. Yeah. You know? it that We can't learn all that just naturally. That's right. It has to be taught to us. Yeah. And, and guess what? There's going to be those touching the hot stove trials yeah. all through our lives where, sure, we were told not to. You know, we talked on Sunday about um, Adam and Eve. And Eve, Eve was told that the fruit would kill her. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll surely die. That's what God said. Yeah. All it took was a serpent <laughs> to come and say, oh, no, you won't die. You'll yep. be fine. And she believed him. That's right. And it was like, wait, God just told you you're going to die. You know? <laughs> yeah. And yet you just, oh, believe whoever comes walking by. But that's at where we see we have two different deaths. We have the spiritual well, death, sure. the, the separation yeah, from God, it was and a then spiritual the, death. the physical death. And, mm-hmm. of course, Satan was talking about the physical death while God was talking about the spiritual that's right. death. Yeah, that's right. But you're right. It took Satan, you will not surely die. She didn't know what he was talking about. Right. But and all so, of a sudden, okay, I'm not going to die because you said. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I just love that thinking, but it's it's about the same as a child. Yeah. You know, when they get told no to something, well, a lot and, of the times they have to learn the hard way. And, and so uh, in a lot of ways, uh, we also get um, chastened by our brother, you know, where... Um, oh, sure. But again, it's a part of being chastened by the Lord because they want you to follow the Lord correctly. And if you're doing something wrong, they're going to be like, hey, you didn't do that, you know? Well, and I love that we have examples of how to do that as well. That's right. Like, you don't want to just go and, like, um, drag them in front of everybody. Yep. First. Yeah. You want to go talk to them, give them a chance to correct things. That's right. Person to person. Matthew eighteen fifteen through twenty talks about that. Yeah, yeah, and and so we even in God's word have examples of how to deal with that. Yep, and it works. I've used it. I've done it. Yeah, and it works. Imagine God knows what He's talking about again, right? Yeah, and <laughs> and if you do it the wrong way and you go and make a big scene out of it, yeah, the results are not going to be good. Yeah, well, and also approaching your brother uh, the correct way. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times people go to uh, Matthew 18, but they have the attitude of, I just want to get rid of the brother. Mm-hmm. That's not how you approach it. Mm-hmm. You approach with love, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you you approach it wanting to bring your brother back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. If your brother is sinning, he is, he is separating himself from God. Yeah. That's a very serious problem. And if he dies in that state, he is separated from God. He, yeah. he does not have that eternal hope, as, as that's what we're all striving to have. And so, recognizing that, you want to bring the erring brother back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. It, it's about, hey, brother, you're no longer walking with the Lord. Let's, let's get back. You know, kind of like a, 
Well, a we, shepherd has the the shepherd's um, staff. Yeah. To tap the sheep on the side, you know, hey, no, go this way, go that way, way. yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of, that's how we work with one another, too. Yeah. It's the same with our kids, too. You know, we don't just drag them out in front of everyone and discipline them. Yeah. No, we pull them aside and explain to what they're doing wrong. You know, sometimes they're chastened with a rod. Yeah. And, but not in front of everyone. That's right. And then we don't talk about it. You know what's done is done. Put it in the past. Yeah, we don't we don't go in front of other. Guess what he did? Chad, what what? Look at my sit. <laughs> look what my daughter did. Yeah, exactly. We don't do that. No. And 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 that's the, you know the same w- way we treat our brethren too. Yeah. Um, we don't do that. We don't pray to him in front of everyone and and show where they were wrong. That's right. Or 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 and we wouldn't want that of ourselves either. That's right. You know we wouldn't want to be treated that way. Yep. I think. Uh, you know the the golden rule: do unto others as you would want have them do them unto you. To do unto you. That's right. Goes a long ways. Absolutely. I mean, if you just think of how you'd want to be treated, life would be a lot nicer. Yeah. Everywhere, if if we did that That's to right. each other. That's right. And so, uh, let's continue. Do you want to yeah. continue reading? It was, I think. Yeah, it's we're going to continue nine. nine and through eleven. Hebrews twelve verse nine says, furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. But he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful, for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. All right. So now he he gets into talking about how even our human fathers, we pay them respect, you know. And uh, now, like, Chad, me and you, Mm -hmm. now that we're grown up, Mm -hmm. we have so much respect for our dad. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And, you know, we we have been <laughs> corrected. Like growing up, I didn't I wasn't afraid of my dad because he's my dad, but my friends would come over. Every one of them was afraid of my dad. Yeah. He was very gruff and he was very um sharp. You mm-hmm. know, it was like a uh <laughs> you just scared him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was who he was. Mm-hmm. And uh but yeah, I definitely being corrected by him was scary you know and uh but because of that as we have been trained by it as we've grown up we we've learned to respect them and love them for it oh, yeah. you know because they did it for our good mm-hmm. just like as we were talking about earlier with with our kids now we don't like it you know and i remember my parents telling me it hurts me more than it hurts you yeah and i'm sitting here thinking to myself during it and i'm like i doubt it you know yeah <laughs> You're like, I, I, no, it doesn't hurt you more. It, My butt was the one that was paddled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that hurt. But it, it's true because it, it breaks your heart when you have to discipline your kids. You don't like to do it. But it's it's for their good. And so the, the same way with the Father of Spirits. But it's even more than that. It's to live eternally with Him. Mm-hmm. And that's what... That's what we're seeking to do. You know, real fast, turn over to um, 
Romans 12, 1. Let me turn over there. Romans 12, 1 gives us illustration. And this is why he is correcting us. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That was verse 1 and 2 of Romans 12. But So, we need to live, have our bodies a living sacrifice, holy mm-hmm. and acceptable to God. And that is our reasonable service. Now, as you were talking about how your parents got a new puppy, and I didn't know this. Yeah. So, uh, apparently I, I need to go over and <laughs> pet the little puppy. <laughs> they pup, just but, got it a week or two ago. But, uh, I love puppies. But mm-hmm. anyway... You were saying that the puppy has no idea what they're doing, right? No. Well, when you were baptized into Christ, and Christ adds you to his body, you don't know what you're supposed to do. And yeah. so you're being corrected, and you're being tossed to and fro, and you're you're learning patience. And all of this is kind of going on, but he is teaching you how to live holy and acceptable to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he is making you precious to him. Now, that's a beautiful thought. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it's um, Micah 3.3. Yep. Is that the one? Yep. Being defined as a yeah. silver. Yeah. And so, Malachi 3.3. Now, this is God here, as it's talking about God. He will sit... As a refiner and a purifier of silver, he will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. So understand what he's saying here. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know nothing about how how they make silver pure and, and gold here... They have to melt it, and they have to put it through a lot of pressure. And the same way with diamonds, too. You know, as as we think diamonds are so precious, the more pressure that they go through, the more pure and the, the more precious they are, and the more valuable they are. Yeah. And that is what God is doing with us. The more, pres- the more pressure we go through, the more we are being made pure but not just pure but um precious yeah to god Mm -hmm. that's a very beautiful thought so do you have any thoughts on that jen well just um even gold and silver it takes all you gotta sift through a lot of dirt to get to it yeah you know and uh tons and tons of dirt Mm -hmm. you know they'll they'll put in what are they I don't know what they are, five-yard buckets or what, and they might not produce hardly anything out of it, but there was just a little bit there. Yeah. And, you know, so that's that's how we are. And Christ basically sifts us, you know, through in our lives Yeah. to, to purify us. Yeah. He's the one who purges those sins from our, you know, Forgives and forgets. That's right. Um, how much time do we have? Uh, 
20 minutes. Okay. So we got a little bit of time. Yeah. Sweet. Um, but it, understand that as we are being um, trained by our brethren, by by God, and, and he's purifying us, the reason why we go to his word and the reason why we allow his word to change our lives is because there is only one way. And so turn with me to Romans 10, 1 through 4. This is a, a good illustration to help us understand what he's, what he's illustrating here. So this is Paul speaking. He says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. And so here Paul is talking about how he has an earnest desire for Israel to be saved. Now, in the context, Israel is being referred to as the Jews. The Jews are the Israelites, okay? And he wants them to be saved. He has, that's his earnest desire for them. And he's even saying, they have a zeal for God. They have a zeal, but it's not according to knowledge. And because that they're ignorant of God's righteousness, and they seek to establish their own righteousness, they have not submitted to the righteousness of God. They have become self-righteous. And that's the scary thing behind it. That's why we go to His Word and allow His Word to change our life. And especially as we're going through our trials and tribulations, going to His Word to find out how we should handle it. You know, allow God to see you through these trials. Allow Him and His Word to see you through it. Because that's His promise to us that he will see us through it when we turn to him. Yeah, and we don't want to be ignorant. That's right. You know, you can't be ignorant to his righteousness. Um, as we learn it, we, you know, we have to follow it yeah. and obey it. It's kind of like uh, when somebody sets rules for something. What you know, maybe it's just a building or something to come in. You have to take your shoes off, whatever. Yeah. Um, we can't be ignorant. We've seen it. We've seen the rules. We can't just ignore them and be like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. You know, we can't be ignorant of the rules and, and the guidelines that God's given us. That's right. You know, and here's a, a point that really drives it home. Hosea 4, 6. Okay. Now, this is not, I don't think this is in my lesson. Mm -hmm. So, this is a freebie. <laughs> this is a freebie here. But Hosea 4, 6. God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Yeah. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. So here he is saying, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. It's because you don't turn to his word to find out what he expects from you. Mm -hmm. When That's, we do it our way, it, it's, it's not. It's the wrong way. It's the wrong way. Yeah. You know, be, yeah. We see that even just like in, you know, I think we were talking about um, in our class Sunday about the the rules that they had for sacrifices and offerings. Yeah. You know, and we talked about the strange fire. Yeah, Leviticus yeah. 10. So when when uh, Aaron's sons offered strange fire, yep, 
Well, to you and I, fire's fire. That's right. I mean, I, I don't know the differences of fire. <laughs> yeah. Just, we got a flame, we're good to go, you know? Yep. And, but it they burns didn't, the same. But they didn't do it the right way. They didn't, they didn't have the right fire. They had strange fire. Yep. It wasn't done the way God said. And so basically, it was going it alone. That's right. Doing it wrong. And God was not happy with it. Nope. To the point where they lost their lives. That's right. And and on top of that, if you continue reading, God even tells Moses or Aaron, mm-hmm. which it was Aaron's sons. Yeah, God told him, "Don't mourn for him. Don't mourn. For Don't him. mourn for your own children." That's that drives that point home. They dishonored me. Do not mourn for them. Yeah, and I would think uh, too. Would you think Aaron blamed himself for it? You know, for not teaching them right. You know, well, you, you I gotta think they wonder. Knew. They you were kind of They knew. Yeah. Yeah. You got to wonder what kind of instruction they had, but they didn't take it serious. It, it was just kind of like, well, we got to do this. That's right. Here, let's cut some corners. Obviously, I'm sure whatever they did was easier. I can only imagine that's why they didn't get the fire from where they were supposed to. Yeah, because it was too difficult. Maybe it was just They're this being fire lazy. was closer, so it's like, hey, it's it's right here. They're being lazy. Fire's fire, yeah. Yeah, this will be fine. Yeah, and understand, the scripture doesn't exactly tell us no. Where they got it no, or why they it got it. I'm just speculating. Yeah. I can only imagine that's why they didn't get the fire from where God had commanded them to get it. But we can relate it to what we're talking about. That's because right. Because if you don't do what God said, or you leave something out, or you put something in, it's not God's word. That's right. It's not God's instruction. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you think behind it. No. And it doesn't even matter your intent. No. You know, if you are sincere... Just like in Romans 10, they had a zeal for God. Zeal means they were very sincere and they were zealous for God. Mm -hmm. Paul, before he became an apostle, he was killing and persecuting Christians. That's what he did. And Mm -hmm. he did it with a clear conscience. He did it because he had a zeal for God. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's our feelings and our think so does not drive us to truth. Only the scripture drives us to truth. Jeremiah 10, 23 says, O Lord... I know the way of man is not in himself. Mm-hmm. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. And that's something that we all need to take to heart. Mm-hmm. You know, I was actually um, talking with somebody one time, and he was telling me, he's like, you know what? I believe that all you need to do is have a, a good moral conscience. Sure. You know, and, and if you stick to that, that's good. Mm-hmm. And I, I just turned to Jeremiah ten twenty three, the verse that I just read, and I I, I turned to it on my phone, and I just turned it to him. I said, read that passage. And he, he read it to himself, but he read it and looked up. He's like, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was like one of those things. It's like, yeah, that's fair. But mm-hmm. it's not in us to direct our own footsteps. We don't know the way we need to go. You know, just like uh, I always refer to the Bible as a treasure map, right? If you have a treasure map and you find a treasure map that is for some treasure on earth, you know, where you got to go to this island and walk 10 paces, whatever. But imagine you get this treasure map. Are you not going to follow it to a T? Mm -hmm. You have to. And if you don't, do you really think you're going to find it? I mean, seriously. Mm -hmm. and, And that's exactly how the Word of God is. How can you think that you're going to find eternal life if you don't follow the yeah. treasure map, the Bible... And you can't say, well, we thought it would be best if we skipped this part. Yeah. Well, you just 
missed everything. Yeah. And yeah, I would say we use a saying a lot, you know, in the welding trade. Well, there's more than one way to skin a cat, you know, and I'm not promoting <laughs> skinning cats, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the point is there's more than one way to do a job. You can still get the same result doing a job. Yeah. God's word's not that way. No. He told us exactly every step, okay? That's right. It's not up to us to just go whichever way we want and still end up at the same spot. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. The, he told us every step. Yeah. And we have to follow those steps. We can't just veer away from them and expect to have the same result. Well, just like the, the blueprints. You yeah. have to follow the blueprints to a T. Mm -hmm. You have to follow it exactly or else it's, you're not going to get... You're not going to get the same yeah. product. And as I'm sure that you... You know, when you have blueprints to a big project, mm -hmm. you have a crew and they do, you know, they do the A part, and then you have another crew who does the B part, and you have another crew who does the C part. Mm -hmm. You all follow the blueprint, so when you put it all together, yeah. it matches. That's so imagine right. if, if the people doing the B part do it wrong, drill the wrong holes in the wrong places, it's not going to match up with the A and C, you know? The group A and C, it, it's not going to match up at the end. You're going to mm -hmm. have issues, and you you just can't do it. Yeah. Have you ever now? Have you ever um, bought something? Uh, I'll just use like something like IKEA. You know where you have furniture that's always you have to put it together, right? And, sure. and you you follow their plans. Have you ever have you ever actually had one where they um, the holes don't line up? Mm -hmm. It's such a headache. You know, especially when it's through metal, like that would be an easy fix for you. Not for me, because I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing with metal. And so, you know, if it was wood, I could just drill a new hole. Oh, but sure. I mean, a lot of times, like it, it's metal and then it, the holes don't line up and there's almost nothing you can do. <laughs> You're just like, it's because the, the factory didn't follow the blueprint yeah. to a T. And so then you have problems and it's like, <laughs> you know, it's. It's a headache yeah. all in and of itself. Well, and, and two, I've also had to take things back apart and do it the right way before because I, oh, yeah. we don't need this part, you know? Yep. And, you know, that's how, that's how being a Christian is. We can't just leave stuff out and expect to have the completed product. That's right. We, we, we can't expect to get to heaven. That's right. I mean, I mean, that's what we're reading here. Okay. It's not up to me, not up to you. Um, thank goodness I'm not the judge. But why risk it? Yeah, you know why take a chance and 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 stand a chance of 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 not making it? Yeah. Well, and don't don't take our word for it. Take no. the Lord's work. No. Yeah. The Lord's word in Luke six forty six. This is Christ speaking here. Luke six forty six. Um. Yeah, we'll just read forty six. Okay. Here, again, this is Christ speaking. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things in which I say? Yeah, pretty simple. We don't even have the right to call him Lord. Yeah. We don't even have the right to call him our Lord if we don't do what he says. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, you know, there was some accusations online this <laughs> week that, that we were doing this for money, you know. Yeah. Are, are, there, are there religious people that do do it for money? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I can think of a lot of them. Oh yeah, and that's what they're all about. They're about building the the filling the pews to fill the treasury. That's right. And and that's 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 all. That's their main focus. Yeah. They won't say that it is, 
and they'll try not to act like it is, but that is, there's that's their main focus. That's right. And then turn over to John 12. Okay. 46 through 50. And here just, again, drives that point home. Yeah. So John 12, 46 through 50. And again, this is Christ speaking. He says, I have come as a light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. Again, that is Christ speaking there. And uh, in verse 48... He's like, I don't judge you. The words that I speak will judge you on that day. We have to abide by the word of God, the word that Christ has spoken. That's what we need to abide by. You know, and going to 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17, the word or the entire Bible is the inspired word of God, meaning God breathed. So the entire Bible is the word of God. And so... The Word of God is what is going to judge us mm-hmm. on that day. And so that is why we need to stick to it. And that is why if we don't study it and, and we don't abide by it, that's why God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So very, very good point there. And then to go back to First Peter 4.11... Tie us back to what uh, what we were talking about in my lesson. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. This is why if anyone speaks, they need to speak as the oracles of God, meaning they need to speak the Word of God. You know, as, as we're talking, I don't know if you noticed today, but every time it's, I take you to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Book, chapter, verse, this is what God says. That's because the Word of God is going to judge you, not me, not Chad, not anyone else. No one is going to judge you but the Word of God. Yeah. And so that's that's why if we speak, we speak as the oracles of God. We do it the way God allows us to do it and and hold fast to His Word. And I know that that kind of got a little off subject from... Uh, well, I think kind of tie him back to um, trials. Let's talk a bit about Job because that's if where we, I was going to go. That's we funny. got we got five minutes. Oh no! But um, I talk too much. But the thing is, is one <laughs> of the things. Yeah, one of the things that we have to consider as Christians, and something that I wrote down, so I jotted this down. Sweet. How do we deal with trials? It defines us as a Christian. That's right. The way we deal with our trials defines us as a christian to everyone yeah non-christians christians everyone when yeah. they see how we deal with a trial it's huge and there's no better example than job that's right on how we deal with a trial yep 
and you start reading about Job, your problems get pretty small. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> it seems Absolutely. like sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, so Job 1, verse 8, this is when the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? And so here lays the, the platform. We hear that Job is a, a blameless and upright man. There's none like him. Mm-hmm. Now, if the story ended here, we'd have no idea why he's such a righteous man. You know, but then as we go on, Satan asked God to test Job, and the Lord allows it. And then, so down, starting in verse 13, says, Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their older brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. And when the Sabians raided them and took them away, indeed, they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Notice, while he was still speaking, another also came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. And then notice again, while he was still speaking, Mm -hmm. another also came and said, The Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels, and took them away, yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. And then this fourth time, while he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their older brother's house. And suddenly a great wind from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell and the young people, and they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. And so here, Job received the news all at once. Mm-hmm. Notice, I, I pointed out, while they were still speaking, another came. While they were still speaking. So he received the news. He lost everything at once. Yeah. Literally at once. Yeah. And what did he do? What would we do in that oh, situation? You can't even imagine. Oh, I don't want to imagine. You know, I've I very unfortunately had to watch my brother mm-hmm. lose his second daughter. Yeah. And the second daughter, she she passed away. I think she was 28 and to watch my brother go through this was heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. And so I can't imagine having 12 sons and daughters mm-hmm. and losing them at once. But on top of that, losing your livelihood, yeah. losing everything. Everything. You know, and I mean, for a lot of us, this is when we would curse God and die. Sure. Like, we would just want to die. Mm-hmm. We That would be too much for us to bear. Mm-hmm. But this is what makes Job such a righteous man. 19 through 22, it said, or sorry, 20, 20. through 22 Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head. And he fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then in verse 22, he says, In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. So, through all of this, he never blamed God. But notice... He fell and he worshiped God. He turned to God. Mm-hmm. Going right back to the beginning, mm-hmm. as we were talking about, turning to God during during our, our times of trial. That's what makes him and such a righteous And a lot of times man. we do just the opposite. We, we blame God. Yeah. You know, we talked earlier. 
Yeah. We, we tend Foolish to, blaming. Yeah, we blame. Yep. God, why are you doing this to me? Well, instead of doing that, look for the reasons of the trials. Yeah. You know, and shoot, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We read on. If you read on in Job, he gets sick. Yep. Has boils, boils from head to toes. You know. And, and he still uh, didn't curse God. Nope. And, you know, he understand job has no idea why he's going through this Mm-mm. you know it, it's not that he was a uh an unrighteous man you know as god pointed out there's none more mm. righteous than him yeah you know it was he didn't know what was going on you know it was just this just fell upon him and he he worshiped god but notice he says naked i came from my mother's womb and naked i returned you know the lord gave and the lord takes away he recognizes that the Lord blessed him with his life. Mm-hmm. And if the Lord blessed him with it, then the Lord also has the right to take it away. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something, would we be humble enough to recognize that? Would we turn to God in the way that he did? Have such an amazing story for us. Well, such, we need to study it and we need to keep it fresh in our minds so that if something like this does happen, we do just that. Yeah. And turn to the Lord. Yeah. And it's, you know, goes back to what I said earlier, how we deal with trials defines us as a Christian. Yeah. And we have to deal with them and and give God all the glory and praise. That's right. <laughs> and Chad, I don't know if you, uh, if I even told you, but uh, my youngest daughter, mm-hmm. when she was two, she almost died. Mm-hmm. So I did tell you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but she, she was laying there lifeless on mm-hmm. the table and... Uh, I, I kind of prayed something along the lines of what Joe prayed. You know, mm-hmm. I was thankful for the two years I had with mm-hmm. her, but yeah, man, it was bad. It yeah. was hard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and and that's what we're talking about is like being thankful for the time you had. If it's if you lose somebody too soon, yeah, you know, I lost my brother as well. That's right. You know, and um. You know, the four years that we had with him between accidents, <laughs> um, you know, we learned, I learned so much from him about life. Yeah. And I look back now and I think that was the reason, you know, to strengthen us as people, as humans and learning about life and, and, and the meaning of, of things, you know. Well, and from what I understand, he, he struggled quite a bit because he mm-hmm. lost the ability to be able to walk and was mm-hmm. it talk as well or oh yeah he yeah. had to relearn so he had to, to relearn everything. everything and and then four years later after that he passed away yeah just unexpectedly and uh yeah why we can't we don't know yeah but there was a reason so we got to look for those reasons yeah and when you start looking at the reasons and the blessings that come from something like that uh it, it outweighs the the bad that's right you know and that's weird to say but it does yeah, it does. And you can see the things that you were meant to learn from them, as Job did. Yeah. You know? And just be thankful for the for the time you had with them. Yeah, and we give God all praise and glory for for all things. And that's right. We need to end on this one, Philippians four, twelve to thirteen. That's a very good one to end on. So let's go there and then we'll the study's yours. Philippians 4, um, 12 through 13 says, um, 
I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Absolutely. And that's a very famous verse. Yep. But it's true. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But notice, it's when you turn to Christ to strengthen you. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and and that's the that's the underlining theme or theme behind what we're talking about this evening. You know, when you go through your trials and tribulations, seeking strength from God, mm-hmm. seeking strength from Christ, because through Christ you can do all things, mm-hmm. but only only when you turn to Him for help. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very good point. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. Thanks for listening. Um, be sure and uh, give us a share. Send us an email if you have any questions or comments. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks, guys.